0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: The Mount of olives is so amazing. The Mount of olives sits up about 300 feet. Below it, about 100 feet, at 200 feet uh, elevation, is the temple site. The temple site would, this is six and a quarter acres. The temple site would, is six times bigger than this property. There are stones there from Herod's temple. We know that. And uh, the Muslims have control of the temple site right now, the Dome of the Rock. The eastern gate is there, and Jesus is coming through that eastern gate. The Jews know that. The Muslims know that. So the Jews, when you look in Wikipedia tonight, if you look it up or whatever you look at, you'll see there's a cemetery outside the Eastern Gate. There's 150,000 Jewish graves there. Very expensive, very costly. The Jews are being planted there because they know they're awaiting, even though they're dead, the Messiah they think is going to come again. The Muslims right at the Eastern Gate have built their cemetery because no Jew or Gentile can go through a cemetery of a Muslim. And they say, when this Jesus comes, you're not going to get to him first. We are. You know, it's amazing what the world thinks. The Jerusalem, where the temple is, is at 200 feet, I mentioned. That's why you have the Psalms of degrees. There's 15 of them. I have a book coming out at Pastor's Conference on those 15 Psalms. There were Psalms that they sang. There are songs they sang as they ascended up degree after degree. And the title of those books is How to Go to the House of God. Go to the House of God. I will, the first one, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills for whence cometh mine. Go to the House of God seeking help. And, and throughout those Psalms, but they walked up those as they saw Jerusalem and saw what it was. Uh, to, the, to the left at the uh, base of the Mount of Olives, looking down at the temple site, is a place called Gethsemane. And our Lord prayed there And uh, before before He went to Calvary. We have had in our study, we saw that Jesus departed, chapter 24, by way of review, out of the, departed from the temple. He talks about in verse one and two, these this temple is gonna be destroyed. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, or it's called also Mount Olivet, same thing. He sat, upon, sat down on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of the coming of the end of the world. We saw the coming of the end of the world also in verse number 6. The end is not yet. We see in verse 13, the end. Verse number 14, the end. And they're all worried about when's the end coming? When's it coming? And so we found out that in this text we were getting ready for the rapture to take place. In Revelation 4, the scene shifts from earth when Jesus says, "Come up." God says, come up hither. He's at the throne. Come up hither, the rapture of the church, and the church from Revelation 4 to Revelation 22 is not mentioned again. Why? Because God is going to pour out His wrath on this planet. And yet God, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, has not appointed us unto wrath. God's people cannot experience, we can experience God's dealings, God's judgment in some areas. And God, God, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you. Many sleep. Many have died prematurely. Got to get right with God. But, but God doesn't deal with us in wrath. God has made a way to escape, and that's called the rapture of the church. And so we studied the rapture uh, of the church at this text. And um, some of the things that our Lord is dealing with. Then our next lesson was in verse 15, so that was 1 through 14, and I'm going quickly. Verse 15, he introduces the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 and 28, the abomination of desolation. And when the 70th week begins, we went back to Genesis, we saw that a week is seven years. We're at 69 years and been holding there for over 2,000 years. We saw how the weeks line up. There's one more week called the 70th week of Daniel. There's a tribulation that's going to come. We'll be transported up. Two things will be taking place. We'll go to heaven, and we'll be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Fried chicken, here we come. You know, after I said that, I don't know where it's human, but I, I just felt like that may have been humorous, uh, disrespectful. So take that response back if that was disrespectful to God. But, but that's going to be the marriage supper of the lamb, And then there's going to be the bema seat judgment. Will we be judged for our sins, yes or no? No, they're already taken care of. Our sins have been nailed to the cross. The great white throne judgment, the unsaved will be judged. We will give an account of our works before God and will receive wood, hay, or stubble, Our gold, precious stone, and silver, and it will not rot. Some will, that's why there's twice weeping in heaven. I believe we'll weep. You say there's no weeping there. There is, I think, at the judgment seat of Christ. Things we could have done for Jesus Christ. I think about right now, our, our buses in America are shut down. Sunday school buses are barely running in America right now. We have more churches that their buses are sitting idle since COVID. And the same cry for almost every pastor, I can't get a driver. Can't get a driver. Shame on God's people. Why pray for souls if we won't go get them? we got two women now. We already have, uh, where, where's, where's uh, uh, she might be in the, one of the children's programs tonight. Naomi, just a little thing. She drives a Sunday school bus. We got two ladies getting their bus license right now. Hey, fellas, get your license. Rescue the perishing. I'm having a good time now. We've got to get them in here. Got to reach the lost. Got to reach these kids. What a mess they're living in in America and in our area as well, right here. The abomination of desolation. And, and we see that uh, what's going to be taking place. We, we noticed last week, we picked it up in verse 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east. There's two parts of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Part one, he comes in the clouds. That's called the rapture. Part two, he's coming to earth. When you begin to see some of these things we'll see here tonight taking place, this is tribulation time. And when you see these things coming to pass in this day of grace, his coming must be nigh. Just a little longer... And the trump of God shall sound. We're going home pretty soon. I don't know when, but I tell you, I just believe, I believe he's coming again. And I believe he's coming soon. He said, well, I remember when I was a teenager, Lord, let me get my license first. But then I guy said, Lord, get, let me get married first. Let us be parents first. You know, that's, you know, how. and then we all probably think that way. Whatever it awaits us on the other side is so much better than a driver's license. And even more important than marriage and bearing children, we'll be in the presence of God Amen. in a perfect place. Amen. And Tonight we want to review verse, because it leads us where we're going, verse, as lightning cometh out of the east. In other words, this event is going to take quick, it's done swiftly and quickly. Lightning is quick. And shineth even into the west. So also shall be the coming of the Son of Man. For whosoever uh, the carcass is, the eagles will be gathered together. And next word again, like the lightning. Immediately, after the tribulation of those days. After the tribulation. Last week we looked at Armageddon. And how that God is coming back at the close of the tribulation and there'll be Armageddon, the valley of Megiddo. We went to Revelation 13 and 16, particular, 19. And the Bible says, verse number 30, and then shall appear the sign. Isn't it amazing? He's talking about that sign again. At first, the disciple says, "What the sign?" He says, "Don't don't worry about a sign." But now he says, and it's one, one of the many times he say, "Um, that, that, uh, that shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power, and he shall send his angels with great sound of a trumpet, they shall gather." Together gather his elect from the four winds at the end of heaven to the other. So we pick it up tonight in verse number 32. And he's going to come to from heaven to earth. And coming to earth, he's going to give us a parable. And tonight we've seen the tribulation. And, uh, and the tribulation has taken place. And now Jesus is coming. He's on the Mount of Olives. The olive trees are there, loaded with olive trees. The fig trees are there. Uh, He's looking at his disciples and teaching them the word of God as they look into Jerusalem 100 feet below them. And then below that, and they see Gethsemane, and they see all these great places. And now he says, I want to give you a parable. A parable we know is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And he gives us three parables. The first one, and I didn't plan this, but I could sense that we're going to be at the same time. I didn't choose, brother, in fact, I've got my lessons all made for elementary chapel for the whole year. I've worked on them for months. They're typed, they're ready to go, and I'm excited. So I asked Brother Reemers, which one do you want me to teach now? because which one do you have the most? We, last week we had cedar, we had cedar wood, we had cedar, what is that stuff? You put one drop behind your ear, one under your big toe, cedar, what is that stuff called? Oil? Yeah, right. What is it, what's the special name for it? Essential, Nat, what is, essential oil. <laughs> essential oil. And so if you have a, if, if you have a, a wart, okay, for example, you have a little wart on your hand, you, you put one drop behind the left eardrop, ear earlobe, right there, right there. And on the right, you have to put a drop, and under your second toe, a drop. You know what essential oil… Now, you ladies are all laughing at me, but you know what I'm talking about, ladies, right? You men are saying, what in the world is he talking about? Well, it's voodoo is what it is. No, no, it's not voodoo. I know a lot of you sell it and all that stuff. And, uh, oh, that chapel smells so good last week with cedar wood and cedar planks, and cedar candy bars. We didn't have candy bars. But today, we, I guess seeing this a week or two ago, I said, and I said, what tree? He goes, how about the fig tree? I thought, isn't that amazing? We're going to be on the fig tree tonight. And the fig tree is in verse 32. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When a branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves. You know that summer is nigh. The fig tree is amazing. It's the one tree where the fruit comes first, the leaves come second. And that's why Jesus cursed the fig tree, because there's no fruit. The leaves are coming, but there's no evidence there was fruit. And it withered and it died. That's why the songwriter writes, Nothing but leaves for the Master. Oh, how my heart grieves. When God expected fruit out of his children, there was nothing but leaves. Listen, you can, it, leaves can be beautiful, but the purpose of a fruit tree is to give us some fruit. Fig trees are mentioned in our Lord's tell us a parable. They're mentioned in Genesis 3, third chapter in the Bible, verse 7, when Adam and Eve had sinned before God and they took fig leaves, large leaves, and they sewed them together. And here he said, I want you to know a story about a fig tree. When, when it's tender, when it's still young, and it's, it takes about three years before they produce fruit, and the summer is nigh. So likewise, when you shall see all these things, know it's near at the door. What's near? When Jesus is coming again that second time to live and reign on planet Earth. Next, next week we'll be on the 1,000-year reign of Christ on planet Earth. No, it's near. When you see these things, the things he talked about, there'll be wars and rumors of war, nations will rise against nations, and and false prophets and false teachers, and they will deceive many. And, And we see the tribulation will come. And there'll be 21 judgments upon mankind starting, beginning with the seal judgments and then the trumpet judgments and the vile judgments as God pours out his wrath on mankind and climate change and and the waters that are polluted and turned to blood. And these people talk about climate change. They haven't seen anything yet and lightning and earthquakes and mountains arising and falling down in the depths of the sea and floods and storms like they've never seen before. And he says, you begin to see all these things come to pass. Your redemption cometh nigh. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not pass. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels in heaven, but my Father only. He says, so this fig tree is an illustration. It withered and died because it didn't produce anything. And you begin, the fig tree is always in the Bible representative, Luke 21, Hosea seven ten. It's always representative of the nation Israel. Israel has never fulfilled its God-given responsibility. The Jew was given the opportunity to take the gospel to the world. The Jew has not done that. But in the tribulation, there'll be 144,000 Jews. And they will be Jewish missionaries that God will raise up and win folks to Christ. And I've quoted before, and I quoted a couple weeks ago, uh, because in the tribulation, people will get saved. But they'll be martyred for Jesus Christ, not people that sat in churches and heard the gospel. You'll be sent into strong delusions. Second Thessalonians two to eleven. You'll believe a lie. You're sitting here tonight and you've heard the story of salvation. You've heard the story of salvation and you reject it and you reject it. If you reject in this day, you're rejecting the tribulation. So no, I, no, I, I won't. No, you'll take the mark. You know what I don't know because I don't know anything about. Computers. But I understand that the Amazon stores now, you could pay by swiping your chip on your, for, on your hand under, uh, under the meter, whatever you call that, under the scanner, and pay for your bill. We're getting close, folks. Amen. Yes, folks are getting saved, but not you if you reject it. Now, after this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude of all nations and kindreds, And people and tongues, they stood before the throne and before the Lamb. Whose are these and whence came they? These are they that came out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They will be martyrs for Jesus Christ, but they'll be in heaven. So he says, the fig tree is like what Jerusalem has refused to fulfill, and that tree was cursed. But that tree will blossom, and the Jews will take the gospel in the tribulation. The second one, he says, what what you're looking for signs? He says, as it was in the days, verse 37, the second parallel, of Noah. There shall be at the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days of, of Noah... Before the flood, they were, number one, what? Eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. We know that is not necessarily, though marriage is a good thing, a complementary thing because of Genesis 5, 6, 7, and 8, and, and God showing us that every, every, everything was full of, the earth was full of violence, and He uses the word corrupt, and wickedness. And man lived his own filthy desires and sensual lust. He did whatever he wanted. You know, Moses, don't forget Exodus 32.1. And that verse is going to play into this in a moment. We'll wrap it up. In Exodus 32.1, Moses went up to the mountain to meet God for the people of God. And 32, one says, and when they saw, Moses delayed. That's the key word. Uh, Well, Jesus has delayed his coming. Where's the promise of his coming, they said. 1 Thessalonians 5, where is he? Why isn't he back here? Ah, Jesus is not coming. In fact, religion, this Christianity is bad in our country and world. We need to outlaw it. when he delayed his coming, down below, God says, get back down there. They have corrupted themselves to the same thought. Wait a minute. And the people rose up to play. We live in a play society. The church, the last church, the church before, I believe Jesus comes again, cannot be living a party life. I, I, I love you dear preachers that are watching right now, missionaries, God bless you. But if your church knows more about parties and play than they do about souls, we're doing something wrong. The mission of the church is not, the mission of the church is not all play. And I, we went to the soccer game Monday night over here at the 49ers stadium, and we watched our boys play, and uh, you know, they did okay. Uh, they should have done better, but they won seven to one. That's not bad. And oh, such a beautiful fall day as the sun was just coming over that, that, it was just a beautiful day. And you know, I I want to be part of their life and I want to be some old prude that we just don't do anything in life, you know, but I don't mean it reverent, read our Bibles and pray and that's all we do and that's it. I want us to have, uh, I I believe fellowship is good. That's why we have a lot of, we had nachos Sunday night after church. Boy, that was good. But uh, uh, at fellowship time, talking to new Christians, talking to one another. Hey, that's why we had the men and boys camp out last Friday night. Oh, what a time, 35 miles from here in the Redwoods. What a time we had. Some of you nuts slept in tents others in cabins. Some of us real men slept in our cars. Some slept in their Teslas. I'm looking at you right now and set the temperature on 73 and it ran all night long. I I felt like I'm plugging their car, quite frankly. I think it's good that dads and sons are together and grandpas, and we, we had one family, I think four generations together right there from 85 on down. That's wonderful. But our church is never going to make the main thing play. When the first thing you talk about is play, 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 sports, sports, par- uh, party, 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 fun, fun, fun. We're having fun, found fun, 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 uh, fun. When Moses delayed and Jesus is delaying his coming, don't fill that delay time with just a bunch of goofing off. Play. We live in a play society. Has God ever God ever has God ever led you instead of going out and I, I'm I'm for basketball and cheerleading and soccer and baseball and all that. I'm for it all. But but has God ever led you to spend three hours reading his Bible? Go to a sports arena for three hours? Has God ever led you to instead of eating and eating and eating and gorging and gorging, maybe fasting a meal? Mark 8, 29, we'll give ourselves to prayer and to fasting. Has God ever led you to fast for two meals? God ever have you have a, a Jewish fast from sunup to sundown? Has God ever led you to have a day fast? Somehow I got off from fasting in the college this morning. I've never fasted 40 days, but but I know people that have. But I've fasted for a long, long, long season of time at times. And sometimes during a long fast, God's presence is so close, you could feel like you could almost reach out and touch him. And at the same time before the day is over you can think that he's just not listening he's so far away god is working on our hearts when we fast i think sometimes people think fasting okay i'm fasting that god will give us this acreage that i found over here there's no acres left in santa clara none at all but but we there's some available i believe and so i'm gonna fast for that and I'll, i'll fast 10 days for it and expect god to give it you know during fasting God doesn't necessarily always, it's a whole nother subject, give you what you think, the desire on your heart. God is preparing you for maybe, just perhaps something bigger and better and later. We treat God like, okay, I put 10 days in, you come through. You can't hold God hostage. God has a timetable. He has a timetable when he's gonna send his son back here. But until he does, I don't wanna give our church, I don't wanna all be play. I always abounding in the work of the Lord. Pastor Swanson, Mrs. Shipley. Uh, on Wednesday nights, can we sing 228? Always abounding in the work. We sing that a lot years ago. Uh, the work of the Lord. Your labor is not in vain. and You, you know, uh, uh, God's not interested in what the final score of a pigskin game is. And that's fun, that's great. But God is interested on this Sunday morning when the invitation about 11.45 is given and up in these balconies, both balconies would be filled and the lower floor filled and the side balconies. God's going to be interested in watching and heaven angels would be rejoicing because someone's getting saved. That's, that's what we're all about, the church. Well, America's... America is just going straight down into hell. We're so wicked. I know that's why God gave us a hospital called the church, and our job is to rescue the perishing. So He gives the illustration of and, and about look, Christianity is not party life and fun, and it's about responsibility and duty and work and others and sacrifice. Look at their their lifestyle. It was just fun, just fun. And then the third one, he talks about a thief in uh, verse number 43. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched. What's he talking about? Verse 42, watch. For you know not what hour your Lord doth come. And he says it again, watch in verse 43. And watch in 43. And verse 44, let's read it together. Therefore, be also ready for in such an hour as ye think not. Watch. Keep your eye alert. For he is coming again. He is coming again. This very same Jesus rejected of men. And he is coming. But he's delayed his coming. Well, it's just like the thief. Uh, The thief has delayed his coming. And uh, and verse 48, and if the evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. That's what happened with Moses. 32, verse 1, Exodus, he delayed coming back. And so the people said, okay, we're going to spend our time goofing off. We're going to party. And they played. I hope in our bulletin this Sunday, when you see it, it's just all not all about play. I hope you see all these different soul winning events that we have available for souls. Teenagers, you're out soul winning right after school today. God bless you. You've not been home since early this morning. You ate at school tonight, dinner, and, and it's been a, a full day. Bible pastors and I, uh, I don't know Brother Poussin's on the property somewhere, we're averaging 3,000 to 4,000 Bibles a week. We'll hit 100,000. Uh, uh, we, we'll have a Sunday here coming up soon, a uh, week of 100,000 tracks in a week. We'll have souls this coming month in harvest days. Brother Flood's already working on Easter. Uh, we almost hit 10,000 last year in attendance. What's it all about? Trying to rescue the perishing. I don't want our church known for just play. I want it to be, there's a working church. There's a serving church. There's a church that knows something about prayer means. I come in here and, and I see at times some of you ladies and sometimes the men I see, but you're gathered around in corners before a service praying. I like that. I like it when we're all walking around, going to our seats and whatnot, and there's panels playing. I like it when I see some men down here scattered around just praying. You don't, don't walk in and say, shh, shh. they're praying. No, no, it's, it's howdy time. But there ought to be some praying. There ought to be folks meeting visitors. We ought to be watching when they sing. They don't even know the words to Amazing Grace. They probably have no knowledge of God. They they don't have a Bible with them. And so we don't look in disdain. We get a Bible and say, can I share my Bible? or Would you like to please use my Bible during the service today? And we're in prayer that God, God will speak to their heart and during the invitation, perhaps you can be available to bring them down the aisle lead them to Christ. Tonight, we're, we're at the end of the tribulation. And, 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 and if you've seen those things at the end of the tribulation and we're seeing these same things parallel in this church age, don't you think his coming is nigh? Next week, we're tr- chapter 25, verse 1, where the millennium reign
0: of Christ